The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Some Sadducees, those who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus and asked him a question. Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married and died childless. Then the second and the third married her. And so, in the same way, all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had married her. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die anymore because they are like angels and are sons and daughters of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where he speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is God, not of the dead, but of the living. For to him, all of them are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The resurrection is a source of courage. The resurrection is a source of courage. The Chinese Boxer Rebellion of 1900 attempted to wipe out Christian influence in Chinese society. During the rebellion, some members of the rebel party surrounded a Christian mission school and barricaded all gates and doors except one. Across this threshold, they placed a cross. Whoever trampled on the cross, implicitly denying their Christian faith, would go free. Whoever stepped around it would be shot. The first seven students chose to trample on the cross. They went free. Next came a teenage girl. She stopped, knelt before the cross, rose, and stepped around it. A shot rang out. She was dead. But the other 92 students in that school, inspired by that young girl's example and her courage, 
likewise stepped around the cross and accepted death rather than trample upon the symbol of their faith. They were Christians and disciples of Jesus who kept the bigger picture in mind. It gave them the courage to love just as Jesus loved, laying down their life for Jesus, their friend. Unlike the Sadducees, they refused to save their earthly lives by losing their souls. Amen? Amen. Jesus defends the truth of the resurrection against the Sadducees and their attack for two reasons. First, because it is true. There is life after death. Heaven is real and so is hell. Jesus taught this many times. The New Testament teaches it many times. In fact, the entire Christian faith hinges on it. If there is no resurrection, then Jesus didn't rise from the dead. And Christianity was seen as nothing more than a pipe dream. Yet there is also another reason Jesus defends this teaching on the resurrection. We live in a fallen world. Sin, self-indulgence, and self-glorification are natural tendencies in this world. Even for those who are disciples and followers of Christ those who identify as Christians. Yet true happiness, true and everlasting life is incompatible with sin and selfishness. Amen? Amen. Therefore, in order to experience, to begin experience, true life right here and now and to enter into it after we die, we have to go against some of these strong natural tendencies. And this is not easy. The seven brothers in that first reading from Maccabees found out how true that is. This fallen world, what it does is it tries to break and pull apart our friendship with God. It tries to make us to conform to the worldly standards out there and to give in to our selfish tendencies instead of following the Lamb, who is Jesus. At times, the fallen world can actually make it painful to follow Jesus. Because 
Maybe we don't experience it as graphically and as maybe as severely as they do in other countries right now in the world, but we are lied about, laughed at, pressured, demoted, and as I say, in some parts of the world today, faithful Christians and followers of Jesus are even imprisoned, tortured, and killed just for being a Christian. How can we possibly persevere in following Jesus when we may seem at times surrounded by such difficulties and opposition. Our one of our best weapons, one of the best things that have been given to us is the resurrection. Keeping that bigger picture in mind can just as it did for those seven brothers in that first reading, give us the courage we need to resist temptation and to stay faithful to the person of Jesus, no matter what the cost. Amen? Amen. So how do we apply all this? How do we make it real for us? One thing we can do is to unleash the power of the resurrection in our lives to keep death in mind. We don't have to be preoccupied by it, but to be aware of it. A consumer society like ours, here even in Canada, North America, wants to cut us off from thinking about death and even more so, eternal life. Some would like you to know that God is just a made-up dream. That way, what we'll, we will be, will be more likely to buy the toys that entertain us and distract us right now. Yet the church has always encouraged us to keep death in mind. The last things, as we used to call them, and we still do. Because it helps us to recognize temptations for what they truly and really are. And to resist them with great courage. Yet how can we keep death in mind without becoming morbid and depressed? God doesn't want us to mope around. God doesn't want us to have long faces. Especially not all the time. God wants us to live life to the full. To embrace it to the full. Just as he did. Just as countless saints that we are remembering in this month of November have done. One easy and effective way to avoid falling into our consumer society's short-sightedness is simply to pray the rosary every day. 
the school of the gospel. And if you can't pray all of it, just pray a part of it. It is powerful. Because the rosary keeps that bigger picture in mind. And it does so in two ways. First, it uses the two beautiful prayers of the Our Father and the Hail Mary. The Our Father directs our hearts to heaven. And it even mentions heaven. The Hail Mary reminds us that we will not live forever by the ending with the phrase, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Secondly, the rosary combines those prayers with a meditative reflection. There's an there's a element and an ingredient of contemplative prayer. So we have a meditative reflection in Mary's presence on all the events in Jesus' life from his birth straight through to his resurrection. Every week, therefore, it takes us on a complete tour of that bigger picture. It is no wonder, then, that it was the favorite prayer of Pope John Paul II, one of the most courageous of all of our popes. I want to invite you, encourage you, in this month of November, when we are focused on these things about life, death, heaven, hell, and resurrection, make the rosary one of your favorite prayers and an instrument to draw closer to Jesus and to draw closer to where we are going. What is our destiny? Amen.